three, two, one, go. Welcome back, everybody, to the Triad of the Forest podcast, a podcast from three Puerto Rican friends coming together to do deep dives into Star Wars and other nerd-related media. This is to episode 25. And 25. that is correct, right? Yes. Vince. And oh, my, oh, my God. 25 Vince. episodes. 25. Of season two. Of season, season two. <laughs> and we will be talking today about the first three episodes of What If. What If. But before we get into that, we just wanted to let you know that clearly our third member of the triad, Mo, is not with us today. They were not available, but do not worry. They will be back. They will be but... back. <laughs> today we are a dyad, not a triad, but a, a triad in spirit regardless. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> so what if? What if, man? That was an interesting show, uh, especially when they announced it. I, I was very intrigued by it. Uh, and it's been interesting, too, in terms of, like, marketing. Like, I don't feel that Marvel really was kind of, like, giving it the same importance as, uh, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, and uh, WandaVision. So it's kind of so it's kind of a show that kind of, I, in a way, forgot about was coming out until when it came out. And all of a sudden, I saw on Twitter, <laughs> oh, the show came out. I'm like, oh, oh okay, I got to watch it. Uh, so... Not to, I mean, not to diminish its quality, right? And we'll talk about the quality mm -hmm. once we start talking about the content. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, I'm not. Like, it's interesting to see like a Marvel show that hasn't been, you know, given like uh, a lot of importance, considering like how uh, how Marvel likes to market itself. Uh, I don't know if yeah. you've gotten the same vibe of like how the show has been. You know? Yeah, I wasn't even show, sure, you know, when it was coming out. I was. I remember it was announced, and I was like, I don't know if I care that much. <laughs> right, and, right. And then they just kind of put it in the back burner. I mean, you didn't really see any advertising for it. And mm -hmm. they pushed, you know, the other shows a lot. And I think especially, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I thought, you know, originally they said it wasn't going to be canon, but right. then because of Loki and the fact that, you know, Sylvie and Loki broke the sacred timeline and released the multiverse that now it is going to be canon. So I feel like when that happened, they could have pushed it more, you know? Mm -hmm. At that point, it's like, surprise, this all matters this is all real yeah. this is all within the space so no you're you're, you're right they they had said mm -hmm. that it wasn't part of the of the mcu canon uh, mm -hmm. but i think that was purposeful right because if they had said that it was then it would have kind of spoiled the whole multiverse angle of Loki. well we already knew the multiverse of madness was the thing though yeah but it, that, it wasn't as like as explicit right as you mm -hmm. know as what happened all of a sudden loki loki was like oh shit there's variants, all these things, like these things are actually happening. We only thought about it because of the title of a movie and not like, okay, what are True. the implications? Because they had teased it in, in Spider-Man Far From Home with like, oh, yeah. Mysterio is from the multiverse. But it was that red herring. He's actually just the guy faking everything. Yeah. Uh, so we didn't know what the extents of multiverse really meant in mm -hmm. the title of Doctor Strange, even though, right? It's yeah hindsight obviously right? yeah but uh, mm -hmm. it wasn't like a full confirmed thing with all the implications that it comes with until loki and i think that's why they might have held off in saying that oh it's canon because then it would have been like oh well there's really no point to this uh, super ending of loki of unleashing <laughs> the multiverse yeah. if we already like knew that that was going to happen yeah True. Uh, but i still have not doubts but the show because of how it's structured to me, at least, it gives 
makes me wonder like how exactly it will tie in and cross over uh, into like the live action stuff because just because it's like since it's 20 minute episodes and they all feel like they're retellings of movies but in yeah in 20 minute episodes like I feel like they're very self-contained and I don't know if there's gonna be any chance for I mean there is chance but I don't know how exactly it's gonna plug in right to the other yeah. movies and the other live action stuff I kind of think it's probably just going to end up being its own thing, mm. actually, because they, they do feel very self-contained, you know. I thought so, it was going to be like visions in that sense. It's just like, oh, this is okay. a thing of us telling yeah. these stories, but now that's okay. actually part of the multiverse. It's like, oh, yeah. well, so, so is it really self-contained in that sense anymore? Or yeah. Are we going to see yeah. things pop in and be like, oh, all of a sudden, like, eh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, everything's a game, right? I was going to give an example, but all examples are valid because everything yeah. can happen in yep. the multiverse. Yep. So it's like, yep. oh, okay, well, all bets are off. Yeah. And it would make sense, you know, for a character to like maybe the Watcher to show up somewhere. Mm -hmm. so. Well, that's a good point because you don't cast a, oh, what's his face? Oh my God, I forgot his name. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, he's going to be Alfred in the new Batman. Uh, Jeffrey was... Wright. Jeffrey, thank you. I, I was gonna say Jeremy Irons, and I'm like, <laughs> no, right. but there no, was a J no. in there. There's a J in there. Uh, <laughs> you don't cast Jeffrey Wright to be yeah. the watcher and like not have him not participate in, yeah. a, in a in a in a, mm -hmm. in a bigger scope. Uh, so, mm -hmm. so we'll see. But anyway, what do you think of the show? We have our three episodes in. I have no idea how many episodes it's gonna be, but what I think, think it's so 18 far? episodes. 18. Um, oh, 18. <laughs> I thought it was going to be six or nine or some crap. Yeah, it's 18 episodes. Um, Holy shit. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, like I said, when I first heard announced, I wasn't really, I don't know. I didn't really care. Um, it's not the kind of animation that I usually go for. It's kind of like that blocky, reminds you kind of like Archer yeah. kind of animation that yeah, is not yeah. necessarily my cup of tea. Um and then that first episode came out and, you know, that's uh, what if Captain Carter were the first Avenger? And and it is yeah. basically a retelling of the first, you know, Captain America film. But this time we get Peggy Carter as Captain America or, you mm -hmm. know, Captain Carter, which I thought was really awesome just because Peggy Carter was already a badass, like even yeah. without the superpowers and then combining her mind with the powers is like something else. And it's a really good nod to, you know, female soldiers and that female soldiers matter as well. Cause mm -hmm. you know, the one guy who keeps ignoring her uh, kind of ends up, you know, like an asshole basically. Right, so, right, right. Uh, and what I thought was actually really special about it was the relationship between her and Steve. Right. Cause you know, from our universe, the one that we've grown up with, Steve always respected her and, you know, loved her his entire life. And he mm -hmm. does eventually get that dance with her at the end of Endgame. But in yeah. in this version, uh, Steve never gets his powers. He ends up being, you know, the weak, scrawny kid. He does, you know, become the first Iron Man, but still. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I thought it was really cool that he didn't feel diminished as a man because Peggy is right. the one with all the powers and the strong, powerful woman. And he is all there for support and being her sidekick. And it's just kind of beautiful that they fall in love regardless of who's the one with like the power dynamic. So mm -hmm. 
<laughs> no, and, and to that point, I think it was actually interesting too. I really appreciate it because she still loves him as the scrawny kid because obviously in the first Avenger, we don't get to see if she loved yeah. him, before, like if she loved him yeah. for who he, I mean, she always loved and appreciated him, but yeah. we don't know if she like actually like like was swooning and became like, oh, I yeah. want to be in a relationship with this person, like after he got beefed up and became, you know, yeah. a, a, a Captain America. Uh, proper yeah. so it's kind of nice to see uh, yeah. in the show that she her feelings were actually genuine for him despite you know how he eventually ended up looking and she was like oh yeah I'm I'm the strong tall woman and you're the scrawny little kid body right yeah. uh, but I, I still love you as a person so I thought that was a really cool dynamic in that yeah. sense and so I really actually enjoyed that episode the only issue that like I had with it in a way mm -hmm. and it's not really like a big deal it's just that, like you said at first, it's a retelling of yeah. the first Captain America. So there are deviations there and there are things that occur a little differently, uh, but the plot beats are basically the same. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, so that's kind of for me why, like, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I had fun. I'll yeah. keep watching the series, but like some, and we'll see that with uh, episode three also, but it didn't do anything that different to me yeah. to be like, oh, okay, we're, not really to justify to me like okay that's why we're retelling these stories mm -hmm. uh, i did like the angle obviously like you were mentioning of yeah peggy being captain mm -hmm. america captain carter because it does give that perspective of oh, even a woman in power in that time isn't mm -hmm. giving the respect she deserves just because of her sex mm -hmm. uh, so that's obviously something that's valid to look at and something that in 20 minutes, you can't really delve that deep right, right. into it mm -hmm. and go harder into it. But for what it was, I think they did a good job. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was fine. I think it's like a solid 7.5 or 8 uh, on the, you know, 1 to 10 scale of <laughs> rating episodes. Uh, I wouldn't go higher just because what we said, right? It's kind of derivative from uh, the, the first Captain America it doesn't go kind of beyond it. I mean, there's the squid tentacle thing, monster, right? At the end yeah. when she comes into the future. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's we'll, we'll see. What, what I, uh, now that you mentioned though, that it's 18 episodes, which yeah. I did not know. I wonder <laughs> that if they're going to connect, like if there's going to be like a second part of this episode or okay. this episode is going to have repercussions in another episode uh, right somehow it, like right like the different phases of the film mcus which are going to be like micro faces within the season and we get to see Who like knows? her her participation after the ends of this first episode like in the avengers episode of uh what if i don't know yeah who knows i, I guess we'll just have to find out and see i did appreciate that um they were able to save bucky this time and you know mm -hmm. save him a lot of trauma <laughs> so so that was nice. Uh, but anyway, we're going to skip episode two and leave it for the end because I think uh, unanimously it's our favorite one and we want to dedicate a little bit more time yes. to it. So let's go straight into the third one. What if the world lost, lost its mightiest heroes? That was a lot of fun. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to be upfront. I did. I, I really enjoyed the uh, whodunit aspect of it, like the murder mystery thing. Yeah. It was like It was like an Agatha Christie type uh, episode but obviously Avenger styled uh, and it was fun just to 
And it's funny because, right, it was it's what we were criticizing about the first episode, I think was kind of the strength of this one. It was kind of like the retelling of all the phase one yeah. films. Uh, but that, but it was fun in that sense because it wasn't just the one uh, yeah. phase one MCU film. It was all of them. And especially The Incredible Hulk. I really appreciate yeah. Like the love, right? To kind of go back and revisit a movie that Marvel has historically neglected. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if it's because of the whole Edward Norton debacle or if because it wasn't well received, even though this is a hot take. I do think The Incredible Hulk is underrated. I think people mm -hmm. give it too much shit, and I think it's actually better than a lot of people give it credit for. That's it. That's it. I actually agree with you, and it is still way better than the Eric Bana one. So. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. That, 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 <laughs> that was, was a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought it was really cool how they just added like Mark Ruffalo into that film and it's like seamless. Yeah. It's like, we don't care. We're going to use this movie, but Mark Ruffalo is the Hulk. Um, and then, you know, you get to see Betty Ross again, which was like kind yep. of ignored that that character ever existed. And she's like super important in the Hulk universe, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, it was really cool to like revisit all of that and see how, you know, <laughs> all the original Avengers get murdered, um, mm -hmm. you know, except for Captain America and Captain Marvel, obviously. But um, it just had a lot of stuff going on because you mm -hmm. do have like the interplay of like all of those movies plus the murder mystery. And then you bring mm -hmm. in Loki <laughs> and it's like the variant of Loki who finally gets to conquer Earth, you know? Right. So <laughs> it's like this. It, and conquers Earth through like uh, uh, altruistic means, right? It's like, oh, well, <laughs> I actually saved the day and like helped to discover like who murdered all the Avengers. And it's like, now um, it's like, it's oh, it's a, a different, different way of doing it than you would have otherwise have attempted. <laughs> well, yeah. Which I, which I guess leads like me to the question, day. right? <laughs> yeah. And, and that leads me to the question now that this whole 18 episode thing that's still blowing my yeah. mind. It's like, so is there going to be like a second part to this where like they, they try to, the the other Avengers that are left, the Captain Marvel and stuff, try to defeat Loki like after yeah. the events of this episode? Like now, now I'm just thinking of like, okay, so if, if the episodes are as self-contained as I thought they were. <laughs> yeah, now it's all the possibilities now. So too much, we have, too many. We have no idea what's going to happen. So um, obviously, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the episode, turn it off. Uh <laughs> As you're watching it, it's like really obvious who the bad guy is, but I didn't pick up on it at all. Oh yeah, you know. But I think that like, that's a that's a good murder mystery, right? It's like well, yeah, you look at it in hindsight, it's like oh my god, it makes it's so like, much sense. That was so obvious. They it's right in your face, but you don't really notice it because Ant Man has never been this character that you think is going to be super powerful. Even right. though you know the younger version of Ant Man without him, we wouldn't have been able to defeat Thanos and. Mm -hmm. is a very important character and then obviously the uh michael douglas version of ant-man had been like really powerful back in his day but you kind of forget that and then to see him go mad like this yeah. how incredibly powerful he killed all the avengers before they could even like get started without without breaking a sweat <laughs> yeah and i did i did appreciate though that he wasn't using the 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 I was going to say Spider-Man, the Ant-Man yeah. bugs, come on, give me a break. Uh, the Ant-Man uh, uh, suit that he was using, the leather, the leather jacket. Jesus, what's wrong with me today? Uh, the <laughs> jello, jello jacket uh, yeah. suit instead. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a good, good way to still, like bring in the other Ant-Man movie without like actually bringing in that movie. Uh, so yep. so it, was, it was fun. And I think it was actually Michael Douglas voicing uh, it was. the character. Mm -hmm. 
kudos, kudos to Marvel to for having for the most part brought in most of the actors to reprise their 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 voice the, the roles right in voice format. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, you did have it, Samuel L. Jackson and Jeremy Renner, and um, in the original, I think Peggy Carter was the original mm -hmm. voice. I mean, yeah. it's it's been yeah. a lot of the of the original voices, and I think it's been really really cool especially because sometimes they don't really sound like themselves because voice acting mm. is completely different from acting so sometimes yeah. like, is it really them <laughs> that's why that's why i was confused with michael douglas because i was like it's, yeah it's, it sounds like someone talking like michael douglas but it doesn't <laughs> sound like michael douglas and then i read that it was and i was like oh yeah that's okay that's weird and yeah I, yep um but it was still a lot of fun and then the fight at the end i remember when uh <laughs> when uh Samuel L. Jackson like just smacks him. I'm like, how? Yeah. What? And it's exactly. like, oh, right. I was like, it's, it's Loki. You're like, what's happening? <laughs> oh, right. It's was, probably Loki. It's like, so. how does Nick Fury have such like awesome <laughs> yeah. reflexes here? <laughs> yeah. Kicking the shit out of, you know, the guy that just killed a whole bunch of Avengers. Mm -hmm. So, but, um, but yeah, it was interesting to see how somebody that is supposed to be a good guy once they're driven to the other side how dangerous it can really be and these people with powers and you know see the other side of the coin so i think it it just had a lot of stuff going on for it being you know 20 something minute video so mm -hmm. but it was still pretty cool and i'm i'm kind of glad you know loki got to conquer earth so yeah it feels like uh, marvel is out for that loki gratification after having killed him on endgame he's just like okay well we killed him on endgame we broke everyone's heart but now we're bringing him back and he gets to do everything that he didn't get to do and like it's 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 gratifying it's gratifying for some people like for me it's a little overkill because i was never too much of a fan of loki as we've mentioned in the past and so at this moment he's like oh my god i get it you're burdened with glorious purpose okay yeah <laughs> So like I, I'm a little overloaded with the whole Loki thing, but yeah, mm -hmm. sure, yeah, it's a let's do it, let's, let's go with it. It's fine. It's fine. They're they're <laughs> they're doing it right. So at least you know. Ah, uh, okay, and then that leads us into episode two, which so far, hands down, the best I think is what if T'Challa became Star Lord. Mm -hmm. So what did you it's, think? It's 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 the best one so far and i think this mm -hmm. episode i mean and along with episode three to an extent but this episode two is for, for like above and beyond kind of shows the potential that this show has for uh, these what if scenarios and like the power mm -hmm. that, that characters can have in changing uh, the story if they had been different places at different times uh, so this was the best because it's not a Guardians of the Galaxy retelling. It's set yep. right in that Guardians, uh, Guardians uh, timeline, but it kind of does its own thing completely with you know yep. T'Challa uh, influencing the story in a completely different way, which kind of mm -hmm. starts asking that question, right, of, of nature versus nurture type of thing, because it, you know the original Star Lord was uh, there and also kidnapped as a child, but he was raised up in the same shitty environment but he decided to kind of not be an outstanding person <laughs> and, and T'Challa <laughs> in the same environment was able to thrive yeah. and help and do different things and, and actually help people and be known throughout the galaxy right as Star-Lord supposed yeah. to like ignore because like you're not really you know doing that much good for the galaxy uh, so 
as a whole, I mean, the story was very engaging. It was super dynamic. Uh, we had Chadwick Boseman, who like this I week know. was his uh, one year anniversary since his passing. So oh. rest in power. Uh, so having him was really special. I think he did like a marvelous job at mm-hmm. the voice acting. And that story was just, it was just great, especially like his dynamic also with like Nebula. Uh, yeah. Nebula was fantastic, exactly. To see like a positive version of her that yeah. was able to get, not get over, but like get, uh, have been raised in a different environment so that she could also thrive to be like an, an agent of good instead of an agent mm-hmm. of chaos. Like she had been uh, in the first Guardians movie. Uh, it was really special. So like I said, this episode was a home run. This was a 10 out of 10. Uh, and it kind of, again, like I said, it kind of shows the potential of the what if. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought this episode was amazing. It was not something I knew I needed, but I did. I needed this in my life. It was fantastic. Right. Um, I was commenting before that I'm not a huge fan of like this style of animation, but in this episode done in space, the way that it was, there was something really magical about it. Uh they kept that uh, colorful, beautiful vibe that Guardians has, but then obviously from the lens of, you know, Black Panther is now Star-Lord. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he was able to not just defeat Thanos with a conversation, but, you know, get Thanos right. to join the team. I mean, just because of his charm and, you know, uh, pull, uh just desire to do good and be an agent of good and you know vindicates the ravagers and the relationship with Yondu is fantastic as well I mean even when he finds out that Yondu lied to him about the destruction of Wakanda he's like forgiving it's his family it's where he Mm -hmm. belongs and he's the one that chose chose the path because he wanted to be an explorer so (laughs) everything about it was great uh, the collector was super creepy and did not sound like Benicio del Toro at all. <laughs> so no, I, <laughs> I remember at the beginning that they said Benicio del Toro, and when he started speaking, I was like, that, "Yeah, that I was like, yeah, like, yeah." yeah. I'm like, yeah, I was like, "This is sus. This is, I, I don't believe this." Yeah. <laughs> like, and the accents off. Like, I don't know. It's very strange. <laughs> yeah, maybe he did it on an off day. He was like, "Ah, fuck! I, I have to record my lines." Uh, here you go, and then he was off. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, everybody's, you know, reaction whenever they see, uh, Star-Lord this time around, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I love that cha-cha. And then, um, Korath was my favorite. Who's like a super Mm. fanboy. And in the original one, it's like, who the hell is Star-Lord? And this one's like, please take me with you. I will be your friend. (laughs) That's what I liked about it. Cause I mean, that actor, I always forget his name. uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce his name because I'm going to butcher it. So I apologize. But that actor, I really like him and he's in a lot of movies. And when I saw him in Guardians, I was like, oh man, this is great. I I love this actor. And then he's just like in one scene and come on, give this guy his due. And I'm really glad that this episode came in. It's like, okay, we're going to make you part of the Ravagers now. And you're going to be, uh, you know, one of the main characters of the episode so that made that made me happy that he was in it. <laughs> Obviously, he was a comic, uh, com- the comic relief, but but it worked, I think, as yeah. a you know, as a balance to like everything else that was happening. Yeah, um, it, I thought it was really good actually, and I really do love the whole Thanos aspect of it because Thanos is a character that you know, even though what he did was like abhorrent, he kind of had a point. But then Mm -hmm. this time with the conversations with T'Challa, we realized that, you know, there's always two ways to do something or there's Mm -hmm. more than one way to do it. T'Challa convinced him 
that you can reallocate resources in a different way and save the universe in a different way than, you know, through killing half of the universe. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it was hilarious how self-aware that scene was uh, yeah. when they're talking about it. And then like, Thanos is like, well, you know, had a point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was still efficient, I might add. Like he keeps continuing to do it because they keep pointing out the fact that, dude, that sounds like genocide. No, it's effective. So, I mean, <laughs> I think it was kind of hilarious and, and yeah. really well done. Uh, so yeah, so T'Challa saved the universe and it's fantastic. So I thought it was a great, great homage to both Chadwick Boseman and the character mm -hmm. of T'Challa. Uh, I cried when the dedication came out at the end. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. it was So it was like a real good way to cap off, you know, and say goodbye to this character. So mm -hmm. I thought mm -hmm. it was it was really exceptional work that they did there. And, and you can tell all the love that there is for this character and for the person mm -hmm. of Chadwick Boseman. So I thought it was great, really. It blew my yeah. mind, the episode, really. I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, what did I just watch? Oh, my God. Yeah. Especially with the ending. The ending, I kind of didn't see it. I, mean, I guess it should have. Uh, should have seen yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but the ending when like they come back to Wakanda, to Wakanda. he has to reunion with his father and like how like the emotions like behind that scene and like seeing yep. the friendship and camaraderie between everybody. Uh, it was it was it was really special. Uh, so like I really appreciated the episode because you know it did it transcended right storytelling mm -hmm. and it just became like a little magical uh, realm of its own. So like I hope we get to see a lot more of that mm -hmm. uh, uh, throughout the season. Uh, not to say right that episodes one and three were were bad. Yeah, because uh, they they all have been good, but episode two has been like special. It was mm -hmm. kind of and 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 it it's a coincidence right that it happened to be the one that had Chadwick uh, on it because they obviously did it with him so they had no yeah. way of, of being like oh well we have to make it extra special because he's passed yeah. away so we have to do it to honor him there's no way to yeah. do that right because he was still yeah. alive when they when they wrote it so uh -huh. like the fact that it just ended up being that way it's it's just you know it's just it's special unto its unto its own self like yeah. layers, it's its own layers kind of magic, magic. Yeah, mm -hmm. layers upon layers of magic, and then you know, uh, I don't know. I just hope, I just hope we get to see get to see more more heartfelt stories like that. Uh, I don't know how much more black that Black Panther will see yeah. because I think uh, Marvel's obviously with Black Panther two, they're not going to include him in any capacity like CGI or recasting or anything. Yeah, so. Uh, I think that's a good move, right? To honor him in that sense of not carrying on the character because the character is his. But I don't know if that's going to be the case in animation. Uh, so I don't know if there's going to be any stories to tell, right? With uh, Tashala anymore, at least in the mm -hmm. MCU. So uh, if this is it, it was an awesome way to, to, to cap it. So uh, we'll see what the future holds because it's 18 episodes. <laughs> it's, not, it's not eight. <laughs> Well, apparently, because I kept looking into it because it did seem like a lot. Apparently, the season has nine episodes, but they already okayed season two. Ah, uh, there we go. It's own nine episode, but it, they, oh. they don't have a release date or anything for that. So now it makes more sense. So, so, so you were so, so you were right, but wrong at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Nine. Nine seems reasonable because Bad yeah. Batch was sixteen. I think it was. I think so. I think Bad Batch sixteen. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I think, I think nine. Yeah. I think seasons just as a whole 
in every yeah. medium, right? Live action animation should kind of stick to like, I don't know, 10 episodes. I think it's a good round number, 10, 12 episodes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when it goes beyond that, it just drags a lot. So mm -hmm. like, I like, you know, keeping it, you know, concise so you can get <laughs> all your story beats in there without you really having to uh, drag your feet on any plot point or anything. But so we're a third of the way in. Yeah. So uh, I agree with you, though, that they, even though, yeah, uh, episode one, and episode three weren't bad episodes, but I would like for them to step away of just like straight up retellings and do mm -hmm. more of what they did in episode two, which is like adding this curveball that really does change the story and it doesn't mm -hmm. stick to all the same beats. So, so I'm looking forward to it. I, it's been way more fun and than I was expecting it to be. So I will continue mm -hmm. to watch it. And I think that's it for what if we don't really have that much to deep dive into it. But I mean, obviously, there's the possibility of what if in Star Wars. So, <laughs> yeah, I think the main yeah. question about that is, should Star Wars have a what if? And if it does, then what are those possibilities? And I think uh, the first question is like the first answer to the first question is a maybe because visions is hmm. kind of a what if, right? It's like, yeah. it's not technically a what if in the sense of like, what if diff uh, different stories happen differently? Mm -hmm. but it's a what if about like, oh, different thing, completely different things that are tied, that are not tied to uh, the saga are happening in that world. And uh, mm -hmm. if that made sense, I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, so <clears throat> I think there's definitely like a possibility for it. I don't mm -hmm. think it would be canon, and yeah. I, hate, I, mean, I hate this whole discussion about what is canon or not because it dis distracts right from from good storytelling yeah. uh, yeah. but it's it's possible i mean i would i wouldn't mind seeing some one-off shot stories that are detached right just like visions mm -hmm. are of alternate possibilities i remember there were like some comic books back in the day and i could be wrong about this when with the dark horse comics that were something like that exploring some of those stories like if it's if luke had missed or maybe they were books whatever mm -hmm. you nerds know what i'm talking about and if you don't you can wikipedia it uh, <laughs> about luke missing the shot that destroyed the death star and like okay. big moments like that of like if they had happened differently so it, there there is a precedent for it in star wars mm -hmm. so I wouldn't be 100% opposed to that happening. I just, my concerns are more with, you know, fandom and being like, oh, you know, the, the, yeah. the discourse behind it. You can't change it. this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. What do you, what, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I mean, just, I would like it to be like kind of separate from the original storyline and not kind of, you know, mess with what's already been done mm -hmm. there. I don't necessarily agree with everything that happened in the sequel trilogy, but if you start trying to change it around, it opens up the possibility to change everything else around. So mm -hmm. I think it would be fun just, you know, if it's done for fun, if that's the idea to show you like a different version of it, but don't mess with what's already there. Um, because I, there are things that I would think would be really cool to watch. Like if Ray actually went dark side, I would love to see that if um, Ben Solo survived, something like that, I would love to see that. And, and mm -hmm. maybe if like Ben is a good guy and Ray is the bad guy, like something like that would be really cool to see. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I agree. It, it's definitely fun to see the alternate circumstances, mm-hmm. right? But, but again, to kind of tie it back to what we were talking about with Marvel, it has to do something meaningful with the, with yeah. the story they're trying to tell instead of just like doing like the retelling of just like inverted mm-hmm. roles or something. Because as much as I did enjoy that pick, that the Captain Carter episode, yeah. it was just a, well, this inverted role story. And, yeah. And it, yeah, it had things to say, but in terms of like those narrative structure, it was yeah. basically a retelling. Uh, so mm-hmm. for that Ben and Ray type of swap, I, it, I would be interesting seeing that, but I yeah. wanted to kind of have a little more gravitas than just be yeah. okay well it's just the, the same, same thing but, by reverse but but, yeah. but separate mm-hmm. so it'd be it'd be definitely cool to watch or what if luke had turned to the dark side and return of the jedi or something yeah. like that, that those things would be <clears throat> interesting i don't think though that we should because some, some people always like to rely on the world between worlds to be yeah. like oh well this is how this is how we get away from canon this is how we circumvent the sequel trilogy and it's like oh yeah God, it's, it's that's not what i mean it is but this is like a tangent right that's we, yeah we, we've been known to do uh, some of these fans i'm sorry but you used the world between worlds wrong because <laughs> if you saw rebels and you saw that episode <laughs> and you used the world between worlds in that way then you are in you are getting the wrong message from the world between <laughs> yep. worlds because that is not what feloni intended when he brought it i mean they literally say that you should not be using this to change what happened mm-hmm. because that's not the intent that the force has for this space so they kind of use it mechanically in that way to uh, satisfy your uh, mm-hmm. head canon fan storylines it's hey, it's 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 just rude because that's <laughs> not what the world between worlds is for so if there is a it's Star just Wars rude world, yeah <laughs> If there is a, a Star Wars what if, it should just be like visions. It should just be its own thing yeah. and live in a self-contained way. And again, it should be used to be explore meaningful stories that kind of contribute to that, you know, that Star Wars narrative, not just wish fulfillment. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree with you. So, but it would be a good, you know, fun thing to watch if I'm just, We'll see what happens with Visions first, which I'm really excited about. So, yeah, that second trailer for Visions little... was definitely yeah. <laughs> like uh, uh, me as a non-anime fan. That second trailer yeah. for Visions was like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little yeah. excited now. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I think that is all for today, right? I don't know if you have anything more to add before you say. No, goodbye. I think I think uh, we'll check in again on what if after. See, uh, episodes four five and six <laughs> yeah sure i think that's a good idea well with that we are triad of the force today the dyad yeah triad in spirit uh you can find us whatever the podcast can be found youtube instagram twitter we have some shirts you can check out too and until next time even though we didn't talk that much about star wars today may the force be with you bye <laughs>